We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker. Uh, on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Ross, welcome to the show, buddy. What's up, guys? How are you? It's been kind of a surreal last 48 hours. Part of it has obviously been that um, we had yesterday off. So, like, there's a day in between the games now. It's been two days. The other part of it, obviously, is the DeMar Hamlin uh, situation last night on the field uh, as he still remains in critical condition. In terms of how things played out, in terms of how it was handled, what did you think of uh, of of the response to DeMar's uh, injury and, and how both teams handled it from there? Well, I guess, first of all, I, I just thought it looked like the medical people did a tremendous job of getting out there quickly, identifying what was happening, and trying to give him the right medical care to try to save his life based on everything I've read and heard and doctors I've spoken to and hopefully they did with the bill saying that they were able to restore his heartbeat um, you know there was no way they could play that game after that because the players had all just seen the CPR and the AED and you know they didn't know for sure that he was okay and there's no way for them to tell them right away that he's okay. See, I don't think you could expect the guys to play after that. Although it is interesting in the sense that there's a lot of occasions, not a lot, but certainly more, where, you know, a guy has a neck injury or potential neck injury, and they put him on the backboard and stuff, and you don't see him moving his legs, and they, they take him off the field, and then you just kind of play the next play, which is not the same as life-threatening, but I, I guess in the context of the conversation that we're having, <clears throat> and I've been in that situation before, still seems pretty wild to then just continue to play when, you know, maybe your teammate and friend or whatever just got paralyzed, you know, two minutes earlier. Ross, do you, do you think that they will go back and play this game at some point, or will the, this game just be a, a, a no contest? There's only two possibilities that I see right now. Um, one would be the no contest, same as a tie, essentially, and just move forward with the rest of the season, which I believe is probably the most likely scenario. The other thing I've heard is, no, well, let me take a step back. 
everything depends on what happens with DeMar Hamlin over the next 48 hours. Because depending on what happens with him, you know, they might have to push this entire this entire season back a week, right? Like, depending on what the deal is with DeMar, I don't know if they'll have football at all this weekend, theoretically. So then they push week 18 back, back a week, and then all the playoffs start a week later, and there's no bye in between. You know, there's no off week for the Super Bowl. Um, so they need to find out what's going on with DeMar Hamlin over the next couple of days. Let's say uh, DeMar is okay. You know, that he gets out of critical condition, in a stable condition, and they feel like they can move forward. I feel like you can either do a no contest and then just move on as scheduled, or they can play the Week 18 games as scheduled and then essentially have a Week 19 that's just Bill's Bengals to just get the last game in and then still start the playoffs a week later and go through and, and skip the off week in between the Super Bowl and the conference championship games. Those are the only two scenarios I see provided there's football this weekend. On the line is Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker. Insider calls presented by BetQL. BetQL is your one-stop sports betting analyst app shop to help you make the most informed bets possible. Download the BetQL app and use code OHIO25 for 25% off your first month. And Ross joining us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. So as we uh, await the decision on the NFL or decisions on the NFL on what to do with Week 18, uh, we did see the Browns get their eighth win of the season. They are eliminated from the playoffs, but Deshaun Watson, three touchdowns in the win over Washington. Should How much stock should we put into this performance and whether the arrow is officially pointing up for Deshaun Watson. Feels like it's entirely dependent on how he does against the Steelers. It's a big game for the Browns. I I, I talked about that on the even money podcast today. It's why I I like, uh, and obviously in light of the DeMar Hamlin stuff, it felt weird to even talk about it, but I, I like the Browns as a teaser up to eight and a half against the Steelers at, you know, as part of a teaser leg. Um, I actually have them with the Chiefs down to two and a half. But, you know, if he stinks the joint up against the Steelers, you won't really feel that great about it, even though it was by far his best performance as a Brown. I thought it was very encouraging. That is a good commander's defense. If he plays really well against the Steelers, even if they don't win the game, I think the last six quarters, you'll feel like maybe they turned the corner a little bit, and you'll feel be feeling even better about Watson and Stefanski moving forward. Because I thought he played well. I mean, those are some good throws to Amari Cooper and Njokum. I thought he really, you know, that was kind of like the Houston Texans to Sean Watson, especially there in the second half. That was an impressive win by the Browns. I mean, the Commanders are they had control of their own destiny to make the playoffs, and the Browns. Kind of whoop that, you know what, mm-hmm. Ross. We uh, we watched this Browns defense play pretty well. They they got a bunch of turnovers, got a bunch of stops in this game, and obviously Joe Woods has been under a lot of scrutiny here in Cleveland. 
Uh, I guess from from your perspective there, uh, you know, in in NFC East land, uh, is it the fact that Carson Wentz just stinks, or did the Browns defense uh, start to turn a corner here? Well, in NFC East land, they will all tell you it's because Carson Wentz stinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're asking me the perspective here, um, you know, the guy has just kind of been probably a little bit unfairly, probably a little bit overly done, but there's certainly a perception among Commanders fans and Colts fans and Eagles fans. It's really it's really unbelievable for like a kid from North Dakota State to be that universally disliked and panned the way he is. It's just interesting. You know, last year he kind of collapsed with the Colts. They couldn't make the playoffs. And I thought Ron Rivera, on some level, put him in a bad spot. They've been playing very well with Heineke. And Heineke has a couple bad plays. He puts him in against the Niners. He scores a touchdown. And then he starts Wentz the next week. I, You know, I think everybody thought there was a decent chance that Sunday's Commanders-Browns game would go the way it did, which is Wentz playing poorly and having turnovers and being a big reason why the commanders lost. Ross, if you look at this final game of the season, it pits a team that could have been the Steelers up against the Steelers. If if the Browns just beat the Saints two weeks ago, they're in the catbird seat. Okay, they're in a better position than the Steelers are to make the playoffs because you've already beaten the Steelers once. And a majority of things the Browns would have needed – to happen to make the playoffs in front of them have actually happened. And that's why the Steelers have this this chance of making the playoffs. So given that the roles are reversed, two weeks ago nobody was talking playoffs for the Steelers. Two weeks ago we were talking playoffs for the Browns. What is specific to this year, what's the difference between the Steelers, who were able to make this thing happen, were able to make the end of the season interesting, and the Browns, who were not? Ooh, that's an interesting question. Um, probably, I would say two things. Uh, number one, the, the Steelers' defense is better than the Browns' defense, rises to the occasion more in certain spots than the Browns' defense. And then the other one I think is harder to quantify, Nick. I just think it's culture. And hard to just um, hard to just dismiss or not take into account, you know, fifty years of culture, which is the Browns being the Browns, the Browns being bad. You know, maybe some of that's coaching, but I, I also think that's a lot to ask Stefanski to just totally change the culture of what's been. And you guys know a downtrodden organization for so long, whereas the Steelers, they just believe and they just are unrelenting in every game to get that win that week. There's other stuff too, you know, if Watson had had been able to have a few more games under his belt before the stretch run here, maybe the Browns win one or two more of those but he was just kind of getting back into the groove and you could tell he was rusty and didn't play as well in some of these other games as he did 
certainly against the second half of the Commanders game. So probably probably a combination of all those things. Ross, looking uh, to the NFL coaching market here, uh, last week we got the Sean Payton might have a staff together and really wants to coach in 2023. Uh, this week we've got uh, Jim Harbaugh has spoken with a Panthers owner about uh, that job, although it wasn't an interview. I don't really see the distinction. And there was the uh, Bruce Feldman report that if he has offered an NFL job, he's likely to, to leave. Who wants an NFL job more in 2023, Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh? Sean Payton. I mean, they both do. But Harbaugh, I mean, he's got a job. You know, he's got a pretty darn good coaching job. But I think he wants an NFL gig. I think Peyton desperately wants to get back in, though. I'd say I'd say Peyton a little bit more just because you talk with coaches, man. They just – they love it. It's like addicting. This had to be a tough year for Peyton. I mean, every guy I talked to, Jeff Saturday, you know, all these guys, they love it. They love it. And so – had to be a weird year for Sean Payton, and I think he wants back in desperately, whereas Harbaugh on some level already is back in. I think a lot of it is just the competition and also being in charge of a lot of people, like being the head of this operation, this organization, which Harbaugh obviously already has and Payton does not right now. Ross, you're a gentle dude as always. We appreciate you, man, and uh, we'll talk to you next week ahead of – that bridge week between the end of the regular season and, of course, the NFL playoffs, buddy. Thank you. Absolutely. See you guys. Thank God for Donovan. The timing of Donovan Mitchell's night last night, um, it was just, you know, and I don't mean, listen, there were a lot worse places to be. You could have been a Bills fan last night. You could have been one of the Bills or Bengals players last night. But trying to move on from the DeMar Hamlin situation just felt like this inescapable void. And the timing of Donovan Mitchell just taking off in the second half did afford uh, a distraction last night. And so I, not only was I relieved that Donovan was doing this because the game was close, mm -hmm. but it, it just felt like, again, a distraction maybe is not the right word because it was still going on, but like, it, it it allowed you to re-engage with sports in a way that, that didn't feel as heavy. And I'll just say it, that's that's the greatest regular season performance I've ever seen in a Cavs uniform. And the man was possessed last night. Not just 71 points. He scored or assisted mm -hmm. on 99 of the Cavs points last night. That is, that is unthinkable how good he was last night. Yeah, it, it's so weird, too, because I almost felt bad tweeting about it yeah I was like you know is this the right time or place to because everyone's talking about DeMar and the situation that was going on in Cincinnati and yet I'm monitoring the Cavaliers game and seeing what what Donovan was doing and it's like I want to talk about this great performance but it's like it's it didn't seem it sucks because it was such a great performance um that did get overshadowed by a very tragic situation last night so for me, I I spent a good deal of the third quarter agonizing over am I going to tweet about this or not? Right. And the more I just saw, like there were people, honestly, I just thought to myself, you know what? This is a fantastic thing that's happening. It, it might be kind of a good distraction for people. 
and the I, I have to say, it was really cool for people to say, oh, I wasn't paying attention to that game, and I saw your tweet, and I tuned in. And to me, like, if the game ends as a loss for the Cavs in regulation because Donovan never puts back his his own free throw, it's still one of the all-time – he would have been the second most points scored in a regular season game for the Cavs. Or for the Cavs. Mm-hmm. But that put back where he catches his own rebound, and it's not even a shot. It's more of like a shot put. We're just kind of like, oh, lazy. But but he did catch it with enough kind of wherewithal to almost gather himself just enough. Yep. Because it wasn't a tip. Like, he actually got possession of the ball Mm -hmm. and and got it up there enough to just kind of have a little bit of uh, control over it. As impressive as 71 points is, I've, I've watched a lot of basketball, NBA, college, uh, high school, I've watched a lot of basketball. Very, very rarely have I ever seen a play, because it's not just, oh, it's a putback, catch his own rebound. It's a context. If he misses that, by the way, it's still a hell of an attempt. But if he misses that, you do lose the game, and everybody's like, well, 55 points is nice, but you lost the game. I felt like, listen, I thought early in the fourth quarter, the Bulls just decided, ah, we don't want any of that smoke. But I felt like the game ended when he tied the game up and sent it to overtime because if you watch the Bulls in overtime, I mean, they were trying defensively. It's not an effort of uh, trying. Didn't the Cavs start with like a 10-0 run? Yes. Yeah. But psychologically, they just knew like, oh, Donovan's going to do something special and we don't really have a, a, a fight in it. And that, to me, made that that end of regulation play. I, I just felt like it was the dagger to the Bulls and the Bulls never recovered. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. Where does Donovan's play last night rank in terms of all time Cavalier regular season performances? Do you agree you can't compare this to to a postseason performance, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like because I saw somebody, I saw a couple of people. Oh, it's Kyrie shot or the block? No, no. And but you know what? Donovan's the first guy that I've watched before or after LeBron that I've thought, man, if they get into the playoffs, that guy's going to make some real moments. Right? Actually, no, young Kyrie. I remember thinking like the first year in watching Kyrie just be Kyrie with crap around him. I remember thinking, man, if this kid ever gets into the playoffs with this team, that's going to be a lot of fun. Little did I know three years later, LeBron was going to come back and the shot and all that. But like outside of Though that trio, LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love, like when is the last time you you saw you saw somebody capable of what Donovan did? Mark Price? I mean in a Cavalier uniform? Yeah, like 80, 1989 Mark Price, maybe nineteen ninety Mark Price, I, maybe. I, I was such a child at that point in time, I can't remember. It was basically LeBron, Kyrie, and, and Donovan. Let's go with uh, Mike. Mike, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I think it was Kyrie Irving, probably that Portland Trailblazers game, if, I, if I'm correct, where he was just you remember that, that, game. That, that dominant. Um, but, but honestly, last night, what made it more impressive was is that they had pretty much, Chicago had pretty much given up on guarding Isaac Okoro, Karis LeVert, Chetty Osman. There was three or four guys at the top of the key just letting, just daring Karis and those guys to shoot. 
And and Karras and them did. I, I think Seti did a step back air ball, and and uh, Karras Levert was shooting wide open three pointers, and and Donovan Mitchell was still shooting and scoring seventy one points with their entire defense guarding him. It was it was it was really Donovan Mitchell and Jared Allen versus Chicago Bulls last night. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah, and I think um, just thinking about Donovan, and thank you for the call, bud. Just thinking of Donovan's performance. Um, I can't wait to see this guy in, in, in the playoffs. And not yeah. just that. You know what? It's really, really early to have this conversation. I was reading a piece uh, The Ringer did on Donovan Mitchell and what he did last night and kind of his first you know 35 games, whatever it is, here in Cleveland. And they mentioned that like a, a lot of the MVP trackers, he's not even top 10. And some of, the, some of it's not as – like most of it's not his fault. This is this we're we're on a historic scoring trend. I think there are 54 players in the NBA right now averaging 20 points or more. The last time I checked, there are seven or eight guys averaging 30 points per more, which I don't think has ever happened. Having more than like four guys, three guys at once mm-hmm. scoring 30 points per game across the season, and yet 71 in that scoring environment still stands out. I just, I can't, like, I completely disagree with anybody who says last night validates the Donovan trade. I, no, last night doesn't. I mean, it makes you feel good about it. Yeah, but I saw a lot of people on social media. Ah, well, you won the trade and it's good. And Not after one game. I don't care if the guy has 100 points in one game. What's going to validate the trades when this team is competing for a championship? What And, you know, it's funny. Like, if the Cavs were to... Let's say they fall into the the play in again and they were to be one and done. Nobody would be well, but we got the seventy one point performance. It's it's kinda like we talked yesterday or sorry, last week when you were out, and we're talking about, you know, the Cavs at that point weren't a bit of a lull. And, you know, they were only two games above their mark to the same point year over year. Yeah. And I was I was like on air, I was like, guys, this isn't about the first sixty games of the season. It's about the tw- the last 20 games of the regular season, and it's about the postseason. And all that being said, I have more through 35 games, as long as this team stays healthy, I have no doubt that they're going to be a hell of an out in the playoffs. Yeah. Like if you're, let's say the Cavs end up with the, uh, as the, let's say it's as a fifth seed. You would rather play anybody else than the Cavs if you're the you're the fourth seed, when you bump up around, I think the Cavs are going to be the team that everybody hates to play, and it doesn't mean you can't edge them out. It just means if you get into a seven game series with them, good luck. Because here's the thing: we haven't even seen Darius Garland or Evan Mobley fully unlock who they are this year with Donovan Mitchell. That's the next step. Let's go with Matt. Welcome to the show, Matt. What you got for us, buddy? Hello, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. What's I was up, up Matt? there last night. I haven't been up there in probably five years. That place was off the chains. It was so awesome. If you get a chance, go back and watch Kevin Love's reaction when Mitchell throws that ball back in. He forgets to go play defense. Good thing they called timeout. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, thanks for the call. Oh, sorry about that. I have the quick trigger finger when it comes. I don't mean to. I don't mean to cut you guys off uh, quickly, but let's go with Eric. What's up, Eric? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, um, 
that, that's definitely the best performance besides Kyrie 57 against the Spurs. I think that was, what, 2015 season? Uh, and and, and out, out of all the games that guys scored 60, that's the first one I've ever seen, like, on TV, like, at that time and not just the highlights. I was blown away. And you know what? What I, what I like, and to your point, Nick, about the last 20 games of the season, I totally feel you about, you know, year over year where they're at. But when you got a guy like that that can go get his, I think that that type of player pushes you over the hump. And and I and, and I'll just say one last thing. Um, I guess Serena Winters was talking to Jerry Allen about about Donovan, and she mentioned that what Jerry said that he humble, he don't brag about his nothing like that. He come to work, he work hard like anybody else, like 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 you know like superstar does. He just he just the right guy, man, and and they nailed it with the fit, man. So that was impressive, and I'm glad he's on our squad. I appreciate you, Eric. Great stuff, buddy. Um, I'm going to continue to come back to this. What was Utah thinking trading this guy? That's a great question. I mean, they're also a small market team. Uh, superstars are hard to come by. Even in Utah, they're one of the best run uh, small market teams over the last 40, 50 years. But, like, all we heard is, oh, well, he he's about his own stats. All we've heard is, oh, well, He's he he wants some of that superstar treatment, and all we've seen here is a dude who plays the right way, fits the team concept, and is about as humble as it possibly gets. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.